Welcome to the State of NFTERRA. In today's interview, I was joined by Coleman, the project manager over at Baby Bulls, but he's also been very active with the Bulls Club, who everyone used to know them as the Lunar Bulls. Coleman's a true NFT veteran, being active in this space for many years. He has a plethora of insights, not only just regarding general NFTs, but also looking into how the Bulls plan on recovering from the wake that was the Terra crash. This interview is a great perspective of how far NFTs have come since their inception back in 2016 and 2017. Make sure to take a second and follow the Bull Club and the Baby Bulls in the description down below. Also, if you enjoyed this interview, please make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to the Gravidow podcast so that way we can continue bringing you all this top-notch quality content. That's enough for me. I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, Coleman, he is the project manager at uh, Baby Bulls. He's also been involved with um, the Luna Bulls, which are now known as the Bull Club, but uh, one of the largest projects on uh, the original NF Terra, uh, a community that was so strong and really had a lot going for them. And I'm looking to learn a little bit more about their plans going forward. But uh, before we get all into all of that, Coleman, uh, thank you so much once again. And uh, would you mind just quickly introducing a bit about yourself, um, how you got into crypto and how you got involved with the Terra NFT community? Yeah, hi Rick. Thanks so much for having me on. I mean, I'm I'm stoked that you asked me to be honest with you. Uh, I know that we, we we were kind of passing ships in the night a little bit over on Terra. We didn't really get much right. uh, of a chance to speak when we were we were just so busy. I think the pair of us. But yeah, I know awesome. Uh, you know, to be to be on here and sort of chat with you about what we've got going on and certainly what's happening in the future and uh, you know where, where we've come from and what we intend to do over the coming months. But uh, yeah, for myself, quick background, I guess, <laughs> I'm pretty old. You know, most people know that, I guess. I mean, that's a pretty well-known fact. I'm, I'm kind of the old guy. Um, I've been in crypto, it feels like a lifetime, um, from around 2013, 14. And um, I went full-time in 2016 and kind of found NFTs around the same time. But um, yeah, I, I, I guess I was attracted to NFTs on ETH around 2017, 18. Um, yeah, around, around that time. I, mm-hmm. I most mostly, I think, from my point of view, um, you know, the attraction with the NFTs came because because of an obsession with collecting stuff. You know, that's 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 how I kind of got into that side of it. It was just uh, from being a kid. You know, my my grandfather collected stamps and coins and that sort of thing, and you know, trading cards and stuff. And you know, I, I idolized the guy. So, like, naturally, I just started collecting stuff, collecting things myself, trading cards, coins, stamps, and all that thing. And when N- NFTs came around. It just felt like such a natural progression for me, you know, as a as a collector of stuff. Um, and now, you know, you could uh, you could collect something which uh, gave you, uh, you know, absolutely uh, undoubted or undoubt, you know, undisputed digital ownership of that of that object. You know, really sort of spoke to me at that time. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I came from. I mean, obviously, outside of crypto, I. <laughs> I did every I left I left school to work, you know, I basically left when I was like mm. 15 with absolutely nothing. And wow. you know, did every every job. I think I did every job from barman to gravedigger. And, uh, you know, when I was uh, when I was, you know, in my sort of 20s and that and then my interest in IT just led me fortunately to a to a banking role, an IT banking role in Germany. After that, I went self-employed. Uh, business development and kind of e-commerce stuff and yeah that's that's it really sort of been self-employed since about 2004 and then yeah and Mm. and here i am (laughs) here i am talking to you that's uh that's quite the story there i love how you have you've you've gone through like as you mentioned you did you did a wide range of things before you went into the uh the tech world which i think is quite interesting um and how to school out of school at 15 is is uh, that's quite remarkable too that you uh just went right to it it just wasn't a good fit for me, you know. Right. I just don't know, you know. 
I, it was I was kind of like a little bit bullied. I was a bit nerdy, I mm. guess, you know, and I kind of didn't, I felt like I didn't really belong. And like, I wasn't in the popular club, but I wasn't also in the completely unpopular club, but I just, yeah. And I went through kind of, you know, stages of bullying and things like that. And certainly in the later part of this, you know, I was just a tall, lanky dude, spots and kind of you know trying to figure my way out in life and stuff and 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 really like a very tall guy so like became a, a bit of a target i think for people and you know i i just decided at that point i already had a part-time job and i was already really heavily into computers and it and things like that and um you know and i, and I just decided to, you know with the part-time stuff i was doing and things i could do for myself at that time um that i was better off just going out into the world and earning money instead so mm. that's what I did. That's what I did. And I just, yeah. ne I never looked back. It's a shame really, because I, I like education. I mean, it's fun. You know, who doesn't, you know, it's great. Yeah. I think looking back, probably it one of the a... easiest, yeah, probably one of the easiest, most relaxed times of your life, really. Let's face it. You know, no mortgage, no bills, no responsibility. You don't realize that at the time, do you? You just. <laughs> just yeah. It's, it yeah. is a shame though, when, when schools don't necessarily cultivate, you know, that, that natural curiosity that some people have and, um, they don't they don't do the, the great job at helping foster there and you have to kind of figure it out on your own um but no thank you thank you for sharing that that was uh, that's quite that's quite the story and background there and um we'll, we'll move on we'll move on a little bit here um and then speak about the uh well the luna bowls at the time um and yeah. then eventually the baby bowls but you know how did you get involved with luna bowls how did you get involved with the terra nft projects and i guess how did you get involved with terra because you initially started out in ethereum from what it sounds like and, and you made your way over yeah yeah, so I was I like mining, um, mining over on Ethereum. So I wasn't really that, and POS wasn't really something that they were talking about at that time either. So, and I just remember at that time there wasn't really, yeah, I, you know, it was like twenty twenty September twenty twenty when I found Terra, and uh, and shortly after that I got involved with uh, with Terra NFT scene uh, by contacting the founder of uh luna balls at the time called luna balls now the ball club fizzy and it and i just reached out for a community manager or community role because i had time the terror the terror thing i mean i it's a, you know to keep a long story short i read a white i read the white paper and i just thought yeah you know replacing the rigged you know, centralized mm. replacing this rigged centralized financial system with a decentralized solution seemed freaking awesome and quite optimistic but then you know who wouldn't want to be a part of that? I just thought, you know, and since BTC, I'd never felt that anything really struck a chord with me to that, to that effect, like never really made me feel like we're going to change the world with this, you know, BTC, you know, when I started to buy BTC and mine BTC and really believe in that as, you know, a new, a new era for all of us, you know, I, you know, it's, I, I never really felt that buzz again, even with Ethereum, you know, even with everything that was being built on Ethereum at the time, it was huge, but still didn't give me that kind of feeling inside of like, this is so special. And I honestly felt that with Terry, you know, when I read the white paper and I mean, it's not, wasn't without its flaws. Obviously we all found out that later it was a huge, mm. the, the algorithmic uh, stable coin scenario was, was a huge risk. And, you know, we learned the hard way, a lot of us, me definitely uh, personally, but yeah, anyway, I, yeah, that's, that's kind of what happened. And then, you know, with the, with the, with the ball club thing, I reached out to Fizzy in around September, 2021, and just, just said to the guy, like, I really love what you guys are putting together. And it was like in the really, uh, they hadn't minted, but I'd seen some teasers. It like released a few teasers out on discord and a few things on Twitter and stuff. 
and I just reached out to him and said, I just, it's awesome what you're doing. I think it's going to fly on Terry. You know, you'll be one of the first ones out the gate for a start. And I had already seen what was happening and what had happened over on ETH. And at that point, I had a pretty cool collection of NFTs as well. So I'd already kind of uh, been, I guess, kind of accepted in a way into the Terra NFT scene because I kind of uh, maybe just kind of forced myself on all those guys. So like, who, who, the heck's, who the hell's this dude? So I just sort of turned up and said, you know, I love, you know, I'm really into NFTs. And, I'm, you know, these are, this is some of my collection. I just started sharing them, like my ETH collection and my FTM. I had some FTM NFTs, which I've still got. Mm. And I just started posting them on the Terra uh, TG channels and things like that and just saying, oh, what, what do you think? What do you make of these guys? And they were like, you know, really positive, just a really, really cool bunch of people. Like, I just don't think that we can ever, ever overstate how awesome the community was on Terra and how welcoming and just, yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing, amazing to be, uh, you know, but that, that's that's how it happened. It was I reached out to Fizzy for a community role in it, and it was just literally four sentences we had in a DM. Um, I said, I've been into NFT since around 2017. I've got a little collection you've probably seen maybe on Twitter. Um, I've gathered a few followers over the years. Might be useful to you, but I would love to do, you know, help you out. I can see in Discord you haven't got anyone pretty much doing anything community-based. There, there was like one or one mod maybe or something mm -hmm. like that. And I'd never done anything like that before, but I was kind of, you know, I, I, I was pretty much, I wasn't working as, I was full-time crypto. So, and I had, I was living off yield basically, uh, mining. And I just said, look, you know, I'd, I'd love to do something which with a little bit more substance, you know, that's going to, you know, a bit of a passion project. And he was like, yeah, when can you start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you also you've also been around the block by that point. You've seen the, you've seen uh, the rise and fall of so many communities. So like, it's just kind of natural. Like, you don't even need to necessarily have the experience to step into that role. You know what works at that point because you've you've observed everyone else do it. You're like, all right, it's time to do this thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, think I think that's great. Um, and then I guess just real quick, um, how did you then transition over? Well, a little bit. Could you mind just sharing a little bit about the background of the Luna Bulls or the Bull Club, uh, and then. Like, why were they created? What, what was some of the founding story there? Um, yeah, well, you know, Fizzy himself uh, as an individual is a creative. You know, he, he is just purely a creative, uh, artistic uh, talent, I would say. Um, he's also a really, really exceptionally um, charitable and kind person. And uh, I think that... Um, it was himself and one other one other guy. Um, I don't want to kind of throw names around people who aren't kind of because they're not, you know, they're not active in the community or anything like that. But one of the artists that works uh, works uh, for us in the, in the ball club uh, it was himself and this other chap that decided to start the project uh, based on some sketches, you know, that they that they were throwing around and and I think that they just, you know. Talk, remembering my early conversations with Fizzy at that point, it was more based around, you know, the impact that he could make from a, you know, from a community perspective and from a charitable perspective. And it was one of the things mm -hmm. that drew, in fact, it was one of the main things that drew me to the project was, was the fact that he really uh, had already quite openly advertised their association with Angel Protocol at that point and said like, you know, we, we are going to be giving X amount of percentage of our proceeds to charity. And I had never seen that before. 
I just, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is cool. So, you know, yeah, from like, I guess like as a team, we're like, we're like a collective of, um, I would say, you know, artistic types, uh, like, uh, for, you know, business, you know, business minded individual artistic, uh, types, uh, within, within the team and, um, you know, developers we've, I mean, we've got philanthropists, like, I mean, Fizzy is probably, you know, the ultimate philanthropist. I mean, God, you know, the guy donated $210,000 to charity in a 12 month yeah. period. It was staggering, you know? absolutely yeah when I, you know that 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 came from proceeds of the sales of uh, both uh, the ball club um, and the baby balls project which was launched as a charitable mint but um yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean guess we're just a, we, we we just work really well together okay. and it just and as people have come in and joined the team over the last couple of years everyone just seemed to have really you know fitted and just slid into a, exactly the right role that that just works for them. And I've just been really fortunate. You know, I, I like, I'm blessed that fizzy just trusted me. Um, you know, I, I, from a, from a three sentence conversation, uh, to do doing community stuff and then, you know, being brought in to work on development and strategy of the actual project itself directions we're going in ideas on, uh, you know, development stuff. And then, and then now obviously he's trusted me to, project leads baby bulls and the migration into polygon i mean i'm stoked i mean absolutely mm. blown away but yeah i mean just just a really cool team of like-minded people extremely extremely sort of charity focused i would say all of yeah us. i'd love i'd love to um i'd love to actually just follow up with that because i know you're mentioning this stuff with angel protocol so do you mind just so you mentioned the baby bulls as well but just walking through some of the campaigns that you guys were doing right up until you know everything with, with Terra happened, but like, what was what was the big highlights? I guess of uh, yeah, twenty twenty two and maybe portions of twenty twenty one as well. I think for me, I mean, it was uh, the finally realizing uh, realizing our goal of releasing the tesseracts. You know, the long awaited tesseracts, which were a first in crypto, not just uh, not just uh, on Terra. And uh, it was when everyone went. Look, I mean, when we uh, when we minted our ten thousand and sixty nine uh, randomly generated NFTs, uh, when when we minted those on Terra, um, people were very you know the communities at that point were pretty uh, like outspoken and quite. There were, we felt a lot of pressure. There was like I mean I personally and certainly TZM who works like a the guys are phenomenal force within uh, within Lunables and uh, within within the ball club now the ball club but an unsung hero but he um, myself and him at that point we would come under a lot of pressure you know for results like when utility when utility mm. when when uh, you know when yield when partnerships when co when collaborations you know and it was really it was we were feeling it really quite heavily but we 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 had our sights for, and, and everyone else seemed to be doing stuff you know they were really sort of moving and show, galactic punks were like you know building out their dow you know they were working on uh, validator they they were just pushing these announcements out and we just made a very clear decision at that point that we were going to uh, work to our strengths and we we're all creative uh, individuals we all love the uh, you know the the artistic aspect of the nfts and the metaverse uh at the application of nfts within the metaverse and that kind of thing so we were just at that point you know bearing in mind that now everyone kind of is throwing these buzzwords around but then they were kind of we not many people were talking about metaverse at that mm. point 
at all. I mean, Meta, I mean, Zuckerberg had, hadn't even, uh, Zuckerberg, <laughs> he hadn't even made his uh, grand statement or anything like right. that at that point. So we were kind of really early in that sense. And, but one thing we did is we, you know, we, the, the ball club, they just, we made that decision to go to concentrate on the creative. We're going to launch the Tesseracts, which would be a uh, switch between uh, the, the existing 2D uh, NFT into a 3D version of their NFT. But uh, the twist would be, and this would be the first, uh, you know, that, that anyone had ever done, would be that they could switch back and forth. So via an application on our website, they could actually log into our website and then just switch back and forth from 2D to 3D. You know, and we just thought it was <laughs> it was a really cool thing to focus on. And again, like that fizzy, like that's one of his, we were all throwing ideas into the pot. And then he just said one day, this is what we're going to do. And we just went, wow yeah insane i guess that's why he's the founder you know just it just blew me away so yeah that was the highlight like when we actually realized that and we released those tesseracts and then seeing as well the interest in the tesseract as an investment piece in its own right so seeing those tesseracts start to trade for like you know four five six seven hundred dollars and things like you know started to form an economy within themselves you know and then also seeing the um the community, uh, you know, realizing that the switch between the 2D and 3D uh, variant of their NFT, which, you know, to be honest, the development of those 3D versions of the NFTs was huge for us. Like, um, from from a from a term from a point of view of cost and time, like people, I don't. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I guess. I guess it's easy to underestimate if you're like not on a team that's done that before that mm. like the amount of work that went into like we had to re we had to redesign basically copy every single 2d version of an nft over into a 3d variant and each individual one was you know each individual trait from every single 10,069 nfts was created in 3d so yeah achieving that i guess was a high point you know to answer your question you know is was was like a real high point when those tesseracts went out when people realized that wow you know not converting from my 2d bull to a 3d bull is going to give me a gateway to the metaverse and and they can already see then within that 3d nft like how that's going to appear once they apply that as their avatar as their personalized avatar in the metaverse they're going to see you know Oh wow, you know, this is and we you know, it was yeah, it was early. It was really early to release something like that. So it obviously took off. We we saw massive, massive interest and yeah, huge success with that. Yeah, that was, it was yeah, the high point. <laughs> it was my no, it, it was mind blowing. I remember seeing a uh I remember seeing because I, I really, to be honest with you, I was very much in the the depths of like the, the whole DeFi aspect of, of Terra. So I, I never, I mean, I was always interested in the NFTs as well, but you know, I was just like, I, I wasn't on top of it as much as I wish I had been. And when I saw the first time, like a 3D Luna Bowl, I was like, what is this? And then I, <laughs> then I realized it was the 2D version and it was like, they switched, like they transformed it. Like how the hell did they pull this off? Yeah, it's really, it was really a, a genius idea though. And uh, pretty mind blowing. Cause I, as someone who was like, who didn't, had no idea about what was happening and then saw it happen. I was like, wow, I really, I really missed the train on that one. I, I should have been way ahead of that. It is a shame. I mean, we, obviously we have the whole recovery plan we're going to get into, but it is a shame because I feel like 
uh, and this has been mentioned in a couple of the past uh, episodes I've done for the state of NF Terra. And that was, you know, so many people were moving from Ethereum NFT collections. And I think Solana had a big moment there. And my, my prediction at the time when I was thinking back then, right before the crash was, you know, Terra is just a natural next in this list. I mean, the UI is so easy. People can, uh, any, any, any everyday individuals can easily on-ramp now with the fiat on-ramps coming in for UST. Like this is the natural evolution of, uh, of of the uh, entire NFT space and um, yeah, I thought projects like uh, like the Galactic Punks, like the Luna Bulls, like all the other big ones and yeah, I mean yeah, you, you you are right. I mean things were really good, weren't they? I mean they were really really good um, as a project. I mean we had just finished the launch of the Tesseracts. I mean they had just started to gain, as I just said, real secondary market value in their own right. The website the website was working perfectly. I mean, we were focused. I mean, at that time, we were focused on our second product launch in Austin, Texas. Mm. So we had actually arranged to drop the Toxic Tesseract product at, you know, the live event. And we had invested, you know, we had invested considerably time and financially in, in making that happen. And also it was going to be, uh, I was due to speak there. This was like the first meeting of probably most of the team in person that we would that we would have. So, I mean, we were all really hyped to get together. We were all, you know, we were buzzing. Yeah, everyone was buzzing. You know, we were on top. Sales yeah. were really high. Community, the whole community was hyped for what was coming. Um, and the Baby Balls P2E game was in development at that point. You know, and as I said already earlier, I mean, they were changing hands with collectors regularly for like three, four figure sums at that point. So things were really good. Things were really good. Yeah, uh, I, I think I at that point just trying to sort of think back as to like reactions. I mean, the community, our community, got wrecked. You know, let's let's be honest. You know, um, the actual holders themselves. I mean, this it was tough. You know, I I won't sugarcoat it. You know, in the in community chat and even in the back, you know, in the admin chat and stuff like that. I mean, my colleagues, uh, I like shed tears that day. You know, it mm. was really tough. It was tough to hear the stories and to hear, I think people, you know, people who I worked alongside for the last like year and a half, two years, who had just been so hyped, so like uh, buzzing, so, uh, you know, enthusiastic, just broken, you know, including myself, you know, I, I, I just was broken by it. But, um, you know, I, if it hadn't have been, I think for Fizzy at that point, kind of reaching out and saying, because I, I had to, at that time, I had taken time off. I'd actually been off for about three and a half weeks doing that Ukrainian food relief stuff. So I was kind mm -hmm. of um, dropping videos on Twitter and things like that, running around and driving food uh, refugee centers and things like that. With the blessing of Lunables, obviously, and with the backing of them as well, I mean, uh, of uh, the Bull Club. Um, and Fizzy at the time, who totally, totally supported me in doing that. But so I kind of like uh, was just coming back into the project and uh, you know when it all when it all went that way and uh, yeah it was if it hadn't been for fizzy just saying look it doesn't matter what happens it doesn't matter what it really doesn't matter what happens uh, or what's what's happened uh your your family here and uh you know we the, you this we, we 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 need you here we want you here and um you know no matter what happens we're, we're all going to get through this and we're all going to work together and just make this project epic you'll don't don't even doubt that don't even worry and yeah i mean he was just from the day from, on the actual day you know when things were going bad and everyone was just headless chicken mode 
like no one really understanding what was good because people had, even those who had gone into stables you know like myself sitting in stables thinking yeah i'm in state I'm, I'm pretty much all in stables but my stable coin was ust <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah you know so oh, man yeah but you know and you know our community and that were just really supportive with one another in the community chat and everyone was kind of re you know there was just it just sprung up a huge support network uh, almost automatically within the ball club itself um everyone just supporting one another really and like mm -hmm. i say i mean fizzy just putting his hand out and grabbing me and you know virtually because you know over, over the internet and just saying dude do not worry everything's mm -hmm. going to be awesome we are going to build this so much better so much bigger uh regardless of where we go and you know he was he had that mentality he had that mentality day one you know just mm -hmm. so how can you not yeah i was i mean it was tough i was thinking shit you know i are we how are we going to do this you know this is god oh, you know how are we going to find our way back we were because so, we were one of the you know one of the biggest projects at one time i think probably the biggest project in terms of community following mm -hmm. on terror and then the thought the actual thought of starting again yeah it was really daunting it was definitely really daunting um through no fault of our own you know we were just kind of thrown into that situation because of our faith in a chain that had vulnerabilities that yeah perhaps with certainly my experience i should have should have been you know more aware of or listening more but yeah just it didn't it didn't really uh it didn't really affect the i would say like fizzy and certainly tzm you know the, the what i would say the top two guys you know they uh they just have been positive and remain positive uh, from the get-go and i think that filtered down into the community you know if they had been all doom mm -hmm. and gloom and been like oh you know what we, this is we're done this is this is insane you know, how can we ever come back from this if they had been that way then we wouldn't be here now you know they wouldn't be launching now on solana in um you know a massive way that they are and we wouldn't be migrating to polygon you know we as baby balls uh, you know as a standalone project we just simply wouldn't be here but if it wasn't if it wasn't for those guys having that let's say positive mental attitude you know, at that point just saying that you know we're, we're definitely going to build this build it back <laughs> to coin a phrase they're going to build it back better but you know right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I, I do want to get into though um the, the the recovery plan and and moving forward so if you don't mind just mm -hmm. sharing a little bit about the bull club but also um the whole thing that the baby bulls are doing with polygon sure so one one thing i would say just to end that on a positive note is mm -hmm. i would say that the, our holders and our community from the ball club and uh, the baby ball project we, I, we see we've seen a huge influx of people come from terror who were wrecked because uh they they do believe that they've got value in their nfts so they're kind of you know they they are seeing their nfts now as as uh you know a, a hope to retain at least some of the investment or savings you know they they potentially once had so you know we are seeing that and i think because you know the the chain might have collapsed and you know the the asset might have gone to zero but the nfts themselves because it's a community driven project and because it's you know there's teams like our ourselves i guess that are willing to pick it up and invest time and money back into it and move it over to another chain and do that kind of thing then 
people are now starting to see that as like, oh, okay, well, all is all is maybe not lost, myself included. You know, I was like, you know, damn, you know, I just got so wrecked, but but at least I've got my NFTs. You know, mm -hmm. It sounds stupid in a way, but like, I mean, it's true. You know, I mean, now, like, I, I joked with someone the other day. I said, damn, you know. I've never been more diversified in my NFT collection because suddenly I hold NFTs on like Algorand, you know, uh, <laughs> FTM, ETH, you know, right. uh, you know, Polygon. I, I because suddenly all of these projects have now moved over to all of these different chains. So you know, it has given us NFT collectors that diversification that maybe perhaps we once wouldn't have had. You know, so mm -hmm. that that is one positive thing I think in terms of in terms of recovery. I think for us. Uh, for the ball club, certainly. I mean, it's no secret that they, it was a really close vote, but uh, we've decided to move to Solana. Um, our new website is about to go live. So, and our, the, the holders of uh, balls will be able to migrate their balls one for one to Solana very soon. I, I haven't got a date, a specific date, but it's it's pretty soon that they're going to be able to do that. Um, the plan I'm sure by the is, time this comes out, there'll be more information, by the way. So don't, don't worry oh, about that. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that's right. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the website's due to drop imminently. So I know that uh, there'll certainly be a lot of information um, mm -hmm. and links uh, for holders on the website to, to gain more information in respect to future development of the project. The plan is that they, you know, that uh, we'll continue the development of the products that we had intended to, to launch on Terra simply over on Solana with a few added extras. So, you know, I know that the guys are working on a few things that over and above what we were working on in Terra. And in fact, talking to Fizzy uh, when he first initially decided to, you know, when he put the vote out and he decided, you know, we're going to go over to Solana, um, he actually was explaining to me that from a tech point of view, it's now much easier for the interdimensional 2D to 3D switching to work. It's not hmm. like they had, yeah, because on Terra, you know, the smart contracts, the way the smart contracts were written there was that, you know, you would have to, in order to switch from your 2D NFT to your 3D one, that 2D one would have to be locked into a smart contract, uh, which wasn't, in a sense, wasn't then owned by you. So that would be, locked into a smart contract and then the 3d uh, nft would be issued to you from a separate smart contract and the beauty i think of solana is that 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 what that's it works differently and it's a lot more fluid so it just yeah it makes things a little bit easier for us there you know from a tech point of view so that's yeah yeah we're looking forward to i mean i'm looking forward to seeing what the guys do you know stepping out of my you know position there and into the baby balls over the last couple of months i don't know much more over and above what i've told you just now that's that's pretty much where it's at you know for the, for that project with the baby balls i mean obviously you know i'm, I'm driving that project forward now and uh yeah we're, we're moving to polygon so we decided we decided uh on polygon for the baby balls pr primarily because it's a p2e gaming hub and you know They've got massive support for projects like ours in terms of development of P2E games. So it was a good fit for us because we were, we, you know, we had already started developing the P2E over on Terra. We already had a dev, a game dev. We had already got, you know, backgrounds, <laughs> game designer done. Mm -hmm. So we were really, you know, oh, it would be unfair to say we were close, but, um, but we were certainly on, on the road, you know, to getting the P2E done. So we, that was our intention anyway. So when Polygon sort of popped up as a potential for us to move to, and certainly when One, One Planet, who have been 
absolutely integral in us making that decision to move there when they contacted us and said, you know, we think Polygon might be a good good home for you guys. Um, and after talking with them and, you know, just uh, exploring the uh, the chain and exactly what kind of, uh, I would say, tools that they've got over there. I mean, Polygon Studios is an absolute beast of a of a protocol i mean but it's not probably unfair to even say protocol I mean, an integral part of the chain mm -hmm. um uh, i i just yeah i was blown away by what they have in terms of you know tools for us to expand that project in its own right so that that was the motivation for us moving there i mean obviously there was uh you know they provided through, through polygon through one planet and polygon studios we did receive uh you know some uh financial uh, support some uh, grant uh, to baby balls in order to move the project across and continue development because you know we got smashed <laughs> let's face it you know we got we, we got absolutely um, smashed as much as everyone else when when terror went down so um, it wasn't that we went to them you know cap in hand or anything like that we were exploring a lot of opportunities and a lot of options and one planet actually reached out to us and said look guys you know we think it's a good fit for you um, we know that you're working P2E for the, uh, you know, the, the, the get, you know, the project and, you know, it's a hub for that. And we think that you could really excel over there. So we started, I started to explore it first in that sense. And then, um, and then that, you know, the financial aspect of it was obviously a massive plus because it just means that we can really build that project out. Now we can really achieve the things that we were hoping to, because all of a sudden, uh, we were faced with a prospect of building out Baby Balls P2E on a budget, and that was never really something that we had considered before. You know, we, can hmm. you imagine? You know, we we had a right. pretty, I mean, an extremely healthy tre treasury uh, when Terra went down. So we we were thinking big. You know, for our P2E, we wanted it to be impressive. We wanted to work on a host of mini games. You know, that for the project that we that we had planned and discussed with the community and they were all hyped for it and everything else. So, you know, to suddenly have that feeling of like, oh, you know, damn, you know, we, we, we might have to try to do this on a budget, you know, it didn't really fit that well. So with them coming through for us with uh, financial support, it's been huge. It just meant that we can just get straight back on track, you know, back to the, back to the old roadmap and just build out that project without compromise. I think that's one of the, one of the biggest things for me is that I just, I didn't want to have that compromise, you know, <laughs> when I just wanted it, to, I just want it to be as awesome as everything else we've released. You know, I, I don't want anything to come out and people go, nah, nah it's okay. I didn't want, <laughs> that's not what we're about. You know, everything that we've dropped so far, I mean, I'll probably sound like blowing the, blowing the ball club trumpet a bit, but everything <laughs> that we had, you know, <laughs> you know, every, that makes just, sense though. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, come on, you know, raise two hundred and ten, right. raise two hundred and ten k in twelve months for charity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, exactly. Uh, bang. You know, we, right. you know, I, it's it's staggering. You know, the project is it's a staggering thing. You know, it's just unbelievable what they've achieved, uh, what the teams achieved, and the whole thing. And to have to build something with compromise was was not part of the plan. So I'm I'm chuffed. I'm really pleased that we'll we'll not have to do that now. And thanks, you know, to One Planet and obviously Polygon Studios because, you know, they are they are absolutely integral in that being that being able to happen. Basically, mm -hmm. no, I've been I've been very impressed with the entire uh, the entire operation from Polygon Studios to attract talent from Terra. 
Um, cause I, I honestly, there's a lot of cosmos chain and like good on, I I've, I've, I've lauded the cosmos chains a few times in some of the episodes I've been recording for this, um, you know, for reaching out, but as well as, you know, the whole entire polygon crew that reached out and, and started finding these projects because, you know, a lot, a lot of chains, I feel like we're almost mocking Terra. Um, and so <laughs> a lot of, a lot of chains weren't even really interested in, and like there was clearly talent in Terra, um, whether you liked it or not. And I think people just didn't enjoy how how fast and how quickly things were scaling and taking off for Terra. I think there's just, you know, the jealousy and then there's the, you know, classic crypto Twitter back and forth. But I, I do appreciate, you know, seeing a community um, like Polygon reaching out to everyone uh, and then getting involved with someone like One Planet who was trying to build something that was transparent, open, um, and, and really giving ownership to uh, NFT owners and making sure that, you know, an NFT marketplace is truly uh, something that's an easier process than what some of the alternatives are out there. Uh, Coleman, I want to thank you so much for your time today. It's great to finally have sat down with you and, and connected over uh, over an interview. I know I I, I did want to, I always wanted to get Lunables on for uh, Lunatic Station back in the day. It just never happened, just with everything going on, and then and obviously we know what happens after that. But um, yeah, thank you for your time. And I'm just curious, last thing for you, where should people go to learn more about Baby Bulls, the Bull Club, as well as where can people go to follow you to keep updated on uh, any of the stuff that you're doing within the community? Yeah, I mean, from from our point of view, they can uh, they can uh, you know fo follow us as a project on on Twitter, so they can follow the Bull Club, and it is uh, the Bull Club NFT at the Bull Club NFT. That's the Twitter ha Twitter handle, or they can follow the Baby Bulls project on Twitter as well, which is uh, at Baby Bulls underscore. Um, mm -hmm. And from the Twitter accounts, they can pick up our Discord links there. Myself, uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, cy underscore Coleman. They can. Any, my like my, I've got DMs open, so you know I'm happy to like talk to anyone who's involved in NFT space, anyone who's on Polygon, Polygon existing projects, uh, particularly. I'd, I'd love to chat with some existing, especially some blue chip and long-standing projects over there to see if we can't do something together to really, uh, you know, yeah, that would be cool. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, the best place to find us is Twitter, and then from there they can uh, get get us on uh, Discord. Our website, which is launching tomorrow, uh, the Bull Club. Uh, site should be live tomorrow again links on twitter as well so yeah yeah and all those links will be down in the show notes so if anyone was writing that down don't worry just scroll down a little bit click show more and uh, i'll get you to the right place coleman thank you again this was a great conversation and i'm really looking forward to continue following up with all this